Welcome, Internet, to the Pixel Play Podcast, your weekly podcast where we get together to discuss all the news, rumors, and discussions going on in the video game world. In this week's episode... Oh, damn it. It's the first one. I screwed it up again. Three, two, one. Welcome, Internet, to the Pixel Play Podcast, your weekly podcast where we get together to discuss all the news, rumors, and discussions going on in the video game world. I am one of your co-hosts, Kalen, a.k.a. Catastrophe, joined, as always, by my co-host, Adam, CS Radical. This week's episode, we are going to be talking about Sony becoming a live service publisher. We're also going to be talking about GTA 6 being announced and where we think that game might be taking place. Uh, all that more in this week's episode, which we're bringing to you come hell or high water. You guys missed it. We had a fantastic introduction in the first time, but my computer crapped out. And so now we're getting this one, which is eh. But the first one was a banger, ladies and gentlemen. Adam, despite the computer hiccups and the fact that we've been going at this, and you're pretty much... I'd say a quarter done the first the first time of recording this. How are you doing? Uh, probably better than your uh, Ethernet card at this point with the other computer, I imagine. Oh, it's it's dying. It's dying. That computer. It, it's had a good life. It's like close to eight years old, seven years old. It owes me nothing, but it could be so hard to let it go. But you're gonna sit there and like stare at me like you owe me a good show next week. Yeah, yeah. I'm dis. It, it's sitting in the corner. It knows what it's done. <laughs> gotta think about it. Is it Actions pointed towards the wall though? You gotta make sure of that part too. If the monitor is posed like in any other direction, you're kind of screwed. It's not gonna learn. Well, I, cl- I closed the laptop, so I imagine it's just sitting there with its head down. Just, you know, <laughs> that's how I'm viewing it. It's like I've brought shame. I'm sorry. You know, which just just next time you open up the computer, you just put a, a like a, a word document, and it just says, "You know what you did." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Adam, let's get into it. Um, yeah, so let's start with the first story, probably the biggest one of what was pretty much a slow week. Um, Sony announced in their um, reporting for their investor call that they are going into live service games. So this is coming from Tom Warren at The Verge. Uh, he writes, Sony's surprise acquisition of Bungie earlier this week for $3.6 billion was about a lot more than just Destiny. In an investor call today, Sony has revealed its plans to launch more than 10 new live service games by March 2026. That's a huge ambitious plan and marks a major expansion for Sony's PlayStation games beyond its traditional console exclusives. They write, uh, or they quote, The strategic significance of this acquisition lies not only in obtaining the highly successful Destiny franchise, as well as major new, the, a major new IP Bungie is currently developing, but also incorporating into the Sony group the expertise and technologies Bungie has developed in the live game service space, says Sony CFO Hiroki Totoki. Through close collaboration between Bungie and PlayStation Studios, we aim to launch more than 10 live service games by the fiscal year end of March 2026. Adam, what do you make of Sony's decision to get into live service games? Is this a good move for the company? Well, I mean, it's Sony, so I'm willing to at least allow them to show me what one of them looks like. But from then on else, no, I'm not really all that psyched. I mean, every time I've seen a game as a service archetype of a game, it's usually either bad, incomplete, or just not worth $80. So mm-hmm. no matter what, you know, any of these games, whether they are part of their big franchises, whether it's new IP, I mean, color me already concerned and then color me mostly... uh kind of disinterested because generally speaking those are the kind of games that i wait until they go on sale for like 20 30 bucks and they've had like a few different seasons of content so they've actually like ironed out most of the kinks and there's actually like stuff to do because the problem and this is coming from a guy who played destiny at launch 
even when the games end up being good down the line, the first couple months can be pretty rough if you're trying to do end game content for a lot of these things. Not to mention, since it's usually an unfinished game, usually a little bit barren too, you know, you get through the early content. Outriders is a great example of this too, as a more newer game. What you play of it's fun, but then you realize like as you're getting very close to the end, oh God, I'm almost done completely and there's not much else light at the end of this tunnel. I don't know what the heck I'm going to do for the next six months that I plan to set aside for this game. So, I mean, there could be some interesting things. Last of Us could have that big one that we're coming, that we've been hearing about. There could be a bunch of ideas that are in the pipeline that we don't know about that might end up working pretty well or might be a cool idea on paper. But anytime I hear the words games as a live service or games as a service, whatever, you know, buzzword they try to use to, to get, you know, essentially shareholders really interested in what they're doing uh as a gamer i am not too psyched and very hesitant to be all that interested in what they're trying to sell me yeah i'm of the of a similar mind i think i'm more concerned and it all depends on how sony approaches this i think if we see sony go for a traditional style you know live service like you think of with you know Fortnite, you think of rainbow six extraction avengers anthem that concerns me but I wonder if this is a conversation of the idea of what we think of as a live service being, you know, if they're redefining what it is as a live service, because if you think about it, a lot of multiplayer and online games now are moving away from that traditional multiplayer experience and are moving towards a live service. And so I wonder if you see a situation where what we think of as a live service changes and it's maybe not the, it, it may not just be all sort of first person shooters and third person action adventure, but what if a Gran Turismo becomes a live service game? What if, you know, we have some games like, you know, we have deviation Stu or deviant studios coming out Bungie, Um, but like, what if we get like the idea where like everybody's golf or, uh, if we have Gran Turismo, like I said, or, you know, these sort of games that are coming out that aren't traditionally live services, but are just sort of like multiplayer and the multiplayer is now just more of a live service as opposed to your traditional meet online and play. So, I think if that's what they're going for, I think that might have some legs. I think it's an idea that, hey, you like this game, we're going to play it. And if you want to continue, there is a live pass. I think of something like The Division, right? The Division is a can be a single player game. I've played The Division as a single player game, get through the campaign and I'm done and I'm out. And it's a decent single player game that has a co cohesive story and a you know beginning, middle end. And then you can bounce if you want or if you want to stick around, there's more stuff. They're going to keep adding to the game. But, you know, that's i think a good option of that's one way of going about it and sort of saying hey you want to play uncharted great you want some more uncharted after you're done there's going to be more stuff coming down the pipe you know you can continually play you can play online with your friends or you can do it as a single ex player experience it's not exactly what i want but i think that might be what their target is i think if they're going for that traditional route where it's just hey here's 10 live service games i don't know if that's going to work yeah. just because it'll cannibalize on itself. Yeah, I mean, an investor's call, it doesn't exactly sound like the most enticing thing in the world yet. I mean, again, it's one of those things where it's like, look, I trust Sony a little bit more than I trust other developers. Like if this is Take-Two or Ubisoft or anybody else popping in there being like, we got 10 live service games down the pipeline. I go, oh, great. These are not going to be worth my time. At least with Sony, my my initial idea is, okay, I don't think I know what a Sony games as a live service game looks like yet. So you know what? I'm willing to at least see what they're going to do. Does that mean I'm going to pre-order whatever they throw out there first? Absolutely fucking not. No, not a chance. But I'm at least going to be paying attention 
because I want to see what their spin on it is. I want to see if they try something different. I want to see if it ends up being a really big license that they attach to it. If the, you know, they put the same amount of care into that as they would a single player version of the exact same license. So I, I'm willing to sit here and say, not even as a Sony pony, but just as somebody who can look at somebody's track record and say, okay, you're not totally screwing us in the ass every single time you release something. If they put out, let's let's say it's Last of Us Factions. Let's say that's the first one down the in the next, you know, list of how many they're going to be making. I don't even have an interest in Last of Us, but I'm going to be very interested in how that game goes in terms of how its shelf life is doing, what the initial content run is, how quickly they're refreshing what they're doing. Is it affordable in terms of things that they throw out there that isn't just, you know, the game itself? You know, those are the kind of things that I'll look at and go, okay, let me compare this to, say, Marvel's Avengers, to The Division, to Destiny, like, and just go through all of these and be like, okay, are they on the worst half of it, or I guess more like the worst 90% of, of games as a live service games, or are they in that like 10% where most of the unicorns live, where they're pretty rare specimens, but what they do, they actually do really well. Hard to say at this point, because again, this is all just words that were said in a conference call, rather than, you know, things that we're seeing in terms of trailers and actual gameplay demos and all that jazz. So, yeah, you know, like I said, I'm curious, but I'm not psyched. I think I think Sony's in a very dangerous position with this and that I think the live services will have to be different because they're coming out with 10 live services in the span of four years. So that's two live services a, a year for four years. So the risk that they have is if these are all sort of cookie cutter experiences, they're going to start cannibalizing each other, not to mention they're competing in that extra space that they have, you know, like I said, they've got Ubisoft. They've got, I think it was platinum is thinking of now making live service games. Like there are a ton of live service games out there and those players don't typically jump from game to game. You find a game, you stick with it. That is your game for years. And so Sony is going to be in a tough competition in with other developers but not only that, they're in a position where they are also going to be competing with themselves. So I think these games are going to be, have to be different. I mean, we, one we would have to hope that like what they're releasing isn't just it's not going to be 10 like division. It's not going to be 10 shoot 'em up kind of stuff. There's going mm -hmm. to be, like you said, maybe a Gran Turismo sort of thing. Maybe there's like an arcade like battle, like side scroller. Th like there could be a lot of ideas that they could throw at the table. But I mean, it's we always think games is a live service as your third person open world kind of bullshit that we see every single game do. And it's, it, it is worrisome when you see not only the words games as a service, but 10 games as a service within, you know, the next like five years, essentially. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a little worrying because you're thinking that's a lot to pump out really, really fast, which also makes you wonder, okay, how many studios are not making really quality single player content and instead doing this, which mm -hmm. Maybe they prove us wrong and show that, hey, they actually understand how to promote these games properly and build them properly. But on paper, we all look at that and go, so you're telling me you're making 10 Avengers games. Oh, that, I'm not too curious about where that's going. Yeah, I think one of the issues is, and I hope that it's the case where they're, we've been talking about acquisitions and I hope that they, we see that Sony is going to be acquiring these 10 new studios. And this is a sign of them expanding the portfolio instead of, cannibalizing the portfolio in that you're not seeing sucker punch you're not seeing insomniac you're not seeing those huge studios gorilla um that were are known for the single player games and then now making them do these live services so i hope it's seeing that we're bringing in new talent and new studios like bungie to kind of do that uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm concerned, though, because I think Sony, as much as we kind of put faith in Sony, that they're going to do stuff differently. No offense, but Sony, for all, like, for as much of a fanboy I am, they make the same, like, we talk about, like, oh, they're all going to be different. No offense, their bread and butter has been these single-player games, and they've they've gotten into a formula as well that it is usually a linear st- campaign, you know, single-player experience. And I don't know if this live service takes off, if we're just not going to see a slew of, you know, copy and paste, because no offense, as much as I love the 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 PlayStation exclusives, they are somewhat cookie cutter in terms of, you know, a, a PlayStation game when you say it. And I'm not to say that's not, they're not great games, but there is a formula. And I'm yeah, worried that it just means the that if formula. the first one is bad in terms of these games and service, it means the other nine chances state are probably going to be just about the same. Well, just, just the opposite too, as well as like, if the first one does really well, there is a possibility that we could see a situation where Sony just starts pumping out these, these you know repetitive kind and, of games and, and that's honestly what I that's what we'd like do. to see because we want to see someone actually make this like you don't want to hear the word game as a service and go crap i don't want to play this game anymore now you want to hear it and be like okay it can be bad but at least we've seen it done let's see which route they're taking like mm-hmm. that that would be the hope is you want to see sony be like this is how you actually do these games rather than you know what every other company does which is basic bitch like barren ass game that's just filled with, with microtransactions to try to get the uh, the the fifty players that are going to spend five thousand dollars on it. Yeah, for me the thing that kind of turns me off with live service games is the repetitiveness, like the the grinding dungeon aspect. It just doesn't appeal to me, and that's why I I always bounce out of them. It it does um, depend I, on the game because again, like Deep Rock Galactic, for example, is kind of in that same scenario. But like, it's the kind of game that you can pop in with friends, play for an hour or two, and you're and you're pretty happy with it. But like, yeah, if we're talking like you want to throw like. This this isn't gonna do what like MMOs do, like say with Final Fantasy fourteen or World of Warcraft or so. Like if people are expecting that kind of stuff where you're just gonna constantly be playing it all the time, nah, most of the time these games aren't gonna do that for you. So the, the best you can hope for is that and what I personally hope for is that when they say ten, it's more like four really big ones and then six like more indie scale ones where they're more like games kind of like what deep rock galactic is where it's more like hey this is just the kind of thing that you go you pop in you you spend a few hours you know doing your weekly stuff so that way you get as much of the currency as you want then if you want to get some cool skins or you want to get some extra like um whatever stuff that you want to make the grind faster like cool do that but at least you're not charging us up the wazoo for the initial game that we're we're getting into I think I'd be okay with that because more often than not games that are more of the as a service thing that are on like the $20 steam aspect of things, they're not horrible. And some of them end up being really, really good. But you know, when we think Sony and 10, we think, does that mean Uncharted's doing one? Does that mean last of us is doing one? Does that mean like, what are we talking about here? So I think it's more like, like we said on paper, it just worries the crap out of us. But you know, this is the kind of thing that like, it'll probably be, maybe two really big triple a versions a couple of the i guess double a is i guess the best way i can explain i can explain and then they have like a bunch mm. of indie stuff that are more like smaller scale things like you could probably see a few more like destruction all-stars than i think we would expect like a last of us factions for example yeah no i totally agree it just for me it, it concerns me like the idea of these live services like live services and this is i think alien it's a big part of i don't know how big but i imagine that there's a sizable audience of playstation you know, people who grew up with it, you know, they're in their late twenties, early thirties, you know, maybe they have like kids and stuff and they don't have that time to devote to one, let alone 10 live service games. And so I wonder if that will alienate some of their audience, if that's the route they're going with, but yeah, you don't particularly want to like inundate your, your clientele with a bunch of fear of missing out 
level games you know it's 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 not the greatest for that it's a big part of why there's a lot of these games that i that have kind of just dropped forever now because like i love destiny 2 to death and once in a blue moon i'll turn it back on go back in and be like yeah this still feels really great i love this and every time i think about going back in i go i do not have the time to catch up there's no way yeah like it just every yeah. time i go i don't have the time to go and spend like re-grinding myself back to the level cap so I can go do raids again and catch up with where all my old friends used to be. I, it just isn't something you can do if you want to flip flop between a bunch of things. It just doesn't work out. So hopefully, it's more there's more akin to like say a Deep Rock or a Risk of Rain where it's more like hey you can just jump in and do a couple of things here and then you know you don't have to come back. You know you can come back in later and you'll still won't feel like you're you're completely out of it. But yeah. until then. Yeah, I, I, I got to agree with you on, in the fact that, like, I'm not too interested in what they're selling at this point until I actually see a hell of a lot more. Well, I think I think the issue and I think it's not that this is a bad way. Like you said, Sony has a pretty good track record right now in terms of what they've been doing. Granted, this is a departure from what they've been doing. But given their their pedigree, I think, you know, if anyone's going to do it well, it's them. But for me, I just see like I understand why they're doing it like they're they're. Profits, a huge part of simple it. It. huge it's profit simple. a huge amount of like i forget what it was but like there was a, a thing saying that like a third i think of sony's profits come from like no maybe not a third but a significant amount of their profits come from microtransactions so i get why they're doing it i just think that there's a possibility that there there is more risk of this biting them in the ass than it is for them yeah. to do well yeah I, so, I i mean in the end it's it's they have proven that they can at least put really high quality games out there. So maybe if anybody has a chance to make games as a service games, not suck, it might be them because at least the game will probably be in a pretty good state when it launches. But we also do know that games as a service as a whole, as a business model tend to be more for profits rather than the actual quality of gaming aspects. So yeah, it's, it's hard to say, but I mean, at this point I'm going to say the same thing that I always say with this stuff stop freaking pre-ordering stuff and stop wasting way too much goddamn money on microtransactions guys you don't need to do it every time i hear a conversation like the dad saying oh well i don't have as much time so this is how this is what i do to kind of catch up it's like or you could play something else that's worth your time it it goes both ways why are you spending money it's so pointless like here's the thing and and i love this one because it's usually dads that say this especially like when it comes to like mobile games and your maddens and stuff like that you know how these people say, well, I do this so that way I feel like, you know, I can still get the most out of this game. You know who else would get a lot out of the money that you're wasting on these games? Your fucking child. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with you there. Nah. Um, no. Nah. So here, coming speaking as a dad, the thing, the thing is, is that like, you're not, I, and I don't know, I don't want to speak for everyone to think, but when you're a parent, you have more you start prioritizing your time over your 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 money to a certain extent in that you have very little precious time and you don't want to do that like you're talking about with destiny you don't want to do that grind to get back up so you can start doing raids i'm jumping in if i'm my buddies want to do a raid and i'm not there yeah i'm probably going to drop a bit of cash just to get up there because the ga- the time i have for gaming is finite and i'm going to you know put that i'm going to get it so i can go out and, and play it so i i'm not going to i'm going to disagree with you on that one um in that you know the little gaming time that you have, you don't care if you're spending a little bit more money. So I think that's a, a just from the perspective that I have, I've got very sure. little time. And so if I have to spend a little bit more to, to get in, I don't want to waste. I don't want my time that I have with gaming to be wasted. Sure. But I would so. also make the argument and then find a game that actually can do that 100%. without making you spend money. Like the big thing, that, like, uh, no, no, I always I'm, default to Madden because I'm like, guys, yeah. you're paying 60, 100, $200 for players 
in a mode that you can play in other modes for free. So it's mm-hmm. it's just the thing of like you're spending money to just have a thing. Like at that point, like you could get so much more physically out of it. Like if you want to collect things so badly, because again, like Madden's the big one. Like I imagine with like games like Destiny, I mean, you can't really pay to get much better. You still kind of have to put the time in. It's mm-hmm. you you can pay to get to get a little bit further ahead, but you still got to at least play. Especially mm-hmm. when it comes to raids, you still got to at least know what you're doing. But like when it comes to the collector aspect, like if you're so enthusiastic about collecting these things, like you can use that money for physical stuff that at least you can sit on a shelf and look at rather than, you know, a game that's going to turn its servers off one day and you won't even have access to it anymore. So I guess it goes both yeah. ways. I guess I understand an aspect, but I find that most of the people that make that excuse, I'm specifically referring to, and I should have been more clear about your Madden gamers or about the gamers that play games that within two years are completely redundant. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm with you. Like the, I'm not trying to say like, this is not something that I do. Like I am a single player gamer for that purpose. Like the time I have is finite and I want to control the pace of when I play, how I play and how long I play. Uh, but I'm just saying that's the caveat coming from a dad who's in that sort of experience. I can see and, and understand, you know, those people who do pay those microtransactions to get that that point up there. But well, it, I think it, we're deviating a little bit. It's from it's fine. I'll, I'll be the hated individual on the show like I always am. So I got to <laughs> play know, my part. Someone someone's got to, you know, bear that brunt. Uh, let's switch over to the second big everyone was freaking out about this and I really don't understand why. Uh, basically everyone was freaking out that rockstar announced that GTA six is being worked on shocker, right? Like the most successful game of all time that made like a billion dollars in a weekend. It's amazing. That, like, another the, captain one. Ob- the most captain obvious story of the year right? is like the biggest story right now. <sighs> Ridiculous. But anyways, we're professionals. We'll talk about this. So uh, basically Rockstar came up with a tweet that said with every new project we embark on, our goal is always to significantly move beyond what we have previously delivered. And we are pleased to confirm that active development for the next entry in the grand theft auto series is well underway. We look forward to sharing more as soon as we are ready. So please stay tuned to the new to the Rockstar newswire for official details. They continue. We look forward to sharing more as, more as soon as we are ready so please stay tuned to rockstar newswire for official details on behalf of our entire team we thank you for all your support and cannot wait to step further in the future with you blah 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 they're making rockstar rockstar is making gta 6 what a surprise i mean in a way i guess it is because i was pretty sure we were going to see at least three more remasters of five before we got to this point but yeah so adam the one thing i like there's not really much to discuss here they're making rock they're making gta 6 gta 5 was great i i, I liked it i never got into the the live service multiplayer online kind of stuff, but I didn't get hooked thought, on it for a little bit, but didn't pay any money because I'm actually not a sucker. Hey, you know what? You can, at least you're consistent with your principles, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, I thought what we could do for fun is we could kind of come up with some suggestions, some theories, some speculation uh, as to what the next GTA six will be in terms of location timeline. Uh, how does that sound to you, sir? Sure. I mean, I'm going to be completely wrong in most of my assumptions, but hey. Oh, for sure. That's, that's the goal. So do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I mean, I'll start off with, are we predicting what we actually think it's going to be or just what we want? Because those are, like, one's a lot Dude, easier than the other. Let's do both. Like, what? Let, go with what you think it's going to be or what you want it to be. Okay, just, straight up, Rockstar, on. have some balls and do something that isn't in, like, the States. Okay. Have some balls. Like, do London. Again. something. Well, yeah, I know London was, like, old PlayStation, but, like, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, newer locations, I mean, I guess you, you gotta be careful not to go too far, because I guarantee if they were like, oh, we're doing Grand Theft Auto in Japan, people would be like, 
I don't give a shit about no Japanese game. I would just play Yakuza. I'm sure there's gonna be those purists too. Hey, screw it. Go, go. Let's go to Canada land. <laughs> GTA. The T is for Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's no, just, just it's like, just gridlock traffic all the way through the city. Yeah, you can't get away with the car. You're just stuck. <laughs> they can't do it in Toronto because actually, to roads. be fair, basically... we already know that GTA is fiction because it takes place in California and there's no traffic on the roads ever. That is complete garbage too. For I've seen California traffic. The problem, the problem with GTA Toronto is that basically you have Young Street, the 401, and DVP, and that's but, it. To be fair. If you look at housing prices in GTA Online, they fit perfectly to what housing prices are like today. So, yeah, just you know what, put it out like GTA. What's that? Seven hundred grand for the basic bitch apartment building in some <laughs> random area? Yeah, that's Toronto now. Just make it like GTA Fort Mac, and everything is just a pickup truck. I mean, if like I said, if anything, I just don't want to see like New York, California constantly, right? If yeah. like, you want to go crazy, do Florida. Go they did it though. No, no, go fully embrace Florida. Like, oh, like the current floor. present day Florida. I'm not talking, yeah, like, look, that. I just want a Vice City complete remake. Not, not, not what they put out earlier. We won't talk about that ever again. But mm-hmm. like, I know I'm not going to get that because straight up, here, here's my logic too. I don't think they're ever going to make a past GTA ever again now because why would you do that when you have GTA online? You can't market nearly as much crazy stuff as you could in, in a present day game as you could in... In, a, in like an 80s game. It just wouldn't work the same way. You can do classic cars from the 80s in a present day game, but it's going to be a little bit weird if you put like Bugatti Veyron looking cars in the 80s. It's going to be, it, I mean, sure, people still buy it anyway because who, who cares? But in, in the end, it just, I feel like anything that they throw out now is going to be either present day or, I mean, I guess a future GTA would be interesting, but they would never do that. That's way too creative. Yeah. I think so. The first one I had, there was a rumor going around that the project, the name of the project was GTA Americas. Uh, and so this had speculation as to whether it was like going to be a combination of like GTA, Vice City, and San Andreas or New York or whatever. The way I'd like to see it go is I'd love to see going on what you're saying, like get out of, you know, North America, get out of the US. I'd love to see like a GTA, like Columbia. I was, like, do I was Columbia? about to say, like, the idea of America's just made me think, you know what would be cool? Like, borderline, like, Texas and Mexico. That would be cool. Yeah, you can kind of go between both. But, I like, so what I was thinking is, I was thinking of doing, like, a Columbia, but do it, like, in, like, count, counter what you said, but do it, like, GTA, Columbia, in, like, the Pablo Escobar era of, like, Columbia. I think that would be cool and kind of fit with the theme. I think you'd get some really cool-looking cars. You know, you have you don't necessarily have to like you can kind of just play off of that Pablo Escobar kind of, you know, that craze of the drug dealing kind of mob at that point. I think that would kind of fit well, sort of like a like a like a Vice City. But, you know, I don't know. It'd be a little bit more of a it doesn't have to be a serious tone, but I think that fits with the GTA idea. It gives it a different locale, different experience. Man, perfect, perfect world. I would love to have like an like not. Not like sort of slightly post era. I want to like literally during Al Capone era, like mafia game. I would love to have like a prohibition era game. But again, Rockstar would definitely never go that deep without with the being in the Grand Theft Auto name because that would just not sell nearly as much. Yeah, I don't know how well that like if that would work 
I mean, it could work. Well, I mean, with Rockstar's like... ability to do single player stories, you could pull it off. It's just a matter of like, or a lot of the problem is, is like what I want is not going to have anything to do with what the company thinks everybody else is going to want. Right. So, mm-hmm. Like that's, that's why yeah. both you and me were pretty interested in that like contraband game that was at the Xbox thing a while back, because it was like so different to what we normally see in terms of stories. So mm-hmm. the, uh, the other one like, and you, it's funny cause you kiboshed it. I could see them doing like a GTA Japan. Like doing doing a that kind of thing, doing like a twenty twenty two in Japan. You've got like you know the cool cars and 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 doing like a crime thing. Like like unless you know, they do the, like I don't know. Like I feel like every time that they would just do anything in Japan, like people would just basically just immediately turn and look at a Yakuza and be like, "Or you're doing Sleeping Dogs, right?" So, but Yakuza is different. Like Yakuza is yeah. a lot more arcadey and like. There is a difference between GTA and Yakuza. Also, no offense to Rockstar, but based on the way that they've always done voice acting when it comes to Asian yeah. people, I would not trust them to do a fully Japanese game because, you know, again, I've said this before. If you're going to have a game that takes entirely in Japan, have some balls and don't even do English. Like, for God's sakes, like, just let... Oh, they're... No, they're not going that route. And that's what I mean. Like, that's why I was, I was a little... I was disappointed that, like... Ghost of Tsushima didn't have really have the balls to be like just Japanese. They did. No, 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 just no English. Oh, Yakuza until recently never did English. It was just a very recent thing they started doing, and it was great because you got the actual proper voice acting in a world that would make sense to have that kind of dialogue in. Because yeah. you know it would be a little bit weird, you know, in feudal Japan, Ghost of Tsushima to have really perfect English speaking, and it just is a little bit offsetting. But, you know, it's the same would go for a GTA Japan where I think I'd be a little bit weirded out by uh, Hero being voiced by, you know, I don't know, <laughs> insert English voice, like Troy, Troy Baker. Baker. I don't know. <laughs> I love that we both went the exact same guy first. I mean, you need a voice actor. If Nolan North isn't picking up, you call Troy Baker. That is true. <laughs> um, no, I think I think like they could do it. The The issue like you kind of talked about. I don't think it's a, it's a thing of voice acting, but like the problem with GTA is that it is, or at least the last one was very satirical. And so it'd be kind of, you'd have to walk a bit of a, a fine line with doing something with like a different culture or something. But I think what one comment you made is like, it'd be a sleeping dogs. Sleeping dogs is loved. I didn't say it was bad. I just said, no, no, but, no, no but, else. but the thing is it would be compared to sleeping dogs, but people have been cr- like craving a sleeping dogs remake or remaster and stuff. So I mean, there is that market for it that you go in and you take it. Like, I think that's a good option. Yeah, I, what, uh, I, th- I think it just comes down to like, look, we're tired of L.A., New York, Miami. Like those are basically the three options we've always had. And mm-hmm. I mean, really, Miami has been used once and probably won't ever again, because I don't mm-hmm. know if they if they want to go back to the 80s well anymore. I, I feel mm-hmm. like they figured they found their home now by just doing present day and, you know, just selling you fighter jet after fighter jet you know, in, in, in the online portion from now on. Cause I mean, as we've seen with red dead online, just is a, is their bread and butter. And it doesn't always work in games that don't really have a lot of options in terms of like what you can use, you know, people tried their best to make red dead work, but like there were so many limitations to that game. Like me and my friends, we tried so hard and it just doesn't work. So the worry that I have is that if they try to do anything too far into the past, I mean, it's not like 80s is that far in the past, but you still kind of limit yourself to some of the stuff you can do. And you see, this is why I think the, the Colombian thing kind of works out because like you've got fighter jets, you got tanks, like you do something like South America. I think you could totally pull it off and you get all that wackiness. I think they could, but I feel like at this point, 
they're just going to do the safe bet that they always do now because they don't have to really try anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is like my last, the last one I had was doing like a, a Vegas kind of thing. Actually, you Vegas, know what? Yeah, like like a casino heist. GTA and, Vegas. Yeah, that that would be not the worst. I feel like that's the safe bet. Like I, I think like aside from them, doing I mean, it's gonna, it's going to look great in trailers to have all the lights. Yeah, right. And like it fits with that vice that you know, drugs, sex, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, that's gambling. true. Like, it fits I, I, with I, the that mantra. probably would be the closest to a vice city like present day thing, I guess. Yeah, because I don't think they're gonna like the fact that they just did a remaster. And I, granted, it didn't land, but I mean, they had to have thought that it was going to land at that. Like it was going to be. Well, good. of course it did. The rock star. They think they can throw GT on anything and it works. Well, I think the, the, the notion I'm having is I don't think that they would have done a remaster if they were going to be doing another, like a remake of Vice yeah, City. Yeah, I, I agree with so, that too. Yeah. I mean, out of all the out of all the choices that we've all given, I think actually the Vegas one would be the most interesting to me now. Yeah, I think I think that's the most safe one. I'm still down for like a South American GTA. I, I'd like to see one that like has you flying to different locations. Like, here's the thing too. I, I know that you guys like doing this, Rockstar, but... Can we not do a gigantic map that has a bunch of dead air? Can we can we just make a bunch of small areas that mean something? Like everybody jokes about how big Vice City was as a kid, and then when you really think about it, it's the tiniest freaking map. But that's why it worked because you knew where everything was. Like yeah. I remember not even playing the game, literally just sitting on a PCJ six hundred, the fastest motorcycle in the game, and just getting a three, a two or a three star one level where it wasn't too like crazy hard to have to not get hit. And just see how far through the city I could go without getting hit. Mm-hmm. Like just getting not getting knocked off my bike and knowing every single little shortcut. Whereas what do you do in, in GTA five when you're, you just basically oh, go up the mountain and hope you can get up there, go back down, go up the next mountain, go up that hill and, and turn it. There's not as much there. I feel like, yeah, it would, it would be really cool. Like whether it's, you know, like you said, the America's idea, Maybe it's like a European tour thing where like there's a little area in like Spain, little area in Italy, little area in England, like the little area in France. Like you could do something cool with that where you actually go to an airport and fly to different places and have these small little areas of which you get to work with in each area. But you know that they're just going to do what they always do, which is the gigantic map, because that's what everybody wants. They want their gigantic map that looks so big in scale, like it looks like a real area to which I go, okay, but what are you going to do in the 95% of the freaking map that there's nothing to do in? I'm just throwing this out there. If we do the South American thing, we could theoretically have one in South America and then have a Florida and you fly back and forth. Okay, look, the map is going to be so big that you can start from, from Mexico and work your oh, you actually way up do to the Alaska. Flight. You do the flight yourself, yeah. Yeah, mix in yeah. flight simulator with, uh, with GTA. There we go. Yeah. Um, Adam, I've... Let's uh, let's move on to the last topic of this week. Uh, we've got a untimely review. So I recently just finished uh, Death Store. So ladies and gentlemen, as you know, Adam and I, uh, we pay for games and play them. We pay for games on our own dime and play them on our own time. So we bring games to you as we complete them. Uh, that's why we call them untimely reviews. Uh, Adam, I'm going to sing the praises of Death Store. This game is fantastic. Uh, basically... What if I told you there was a game that combined a Legend of Zelda, a Link to the Past, mixed with God of War, dodging, attacking combat? This would be Death's Door. And this game is incredible. So it's a small uh, indie game. Uh, I think it's made by two guys. And the game is fantastic. So you play as a crow 
who is part of a bureau that goes around and basically helps bring, you know, people who are dead to the afterlife or whatever. And you kind of get stuck in an assignment and you now are on a quest to take out uh, a couple targets in order to open the titular death door. And so you go around and it has this Legend of Zelda-esque experience where you start with one dungeon, you get a weapon or you get a tool and that then opens up other doors. You backtrack in a Metroidvania style where you can go in and out, access other secrets, extra bosses. The game is so much fun. I had I had a blast going through it. Takes about 15 hours, give or take, uh, to play it. I think I beat it in a week. In a week. So yeah, probably about 10 to 15 hours to, to go through. And there's tons of secrets, tons of things and collectibles. Uh, I had a great time doing it. There's some, uh, the art direction is absolutely incredible. The music and soundtrack is really ambient. The characters are awesome. So there's one character that really stood out for me. There's a guy who runs like a, a like a shore, like a, a beach house kind of restaurant. And he's this dead guy who has a squid on his back and it's the squid that's controlling him. So he's got like tentacles wrapped around him and he's just like pretending to be a human. He's like, I love like my opposable thumbs and making food with my opposable thumbs. And there's totally something about alive possessed here. characters that always seems to work in games. And I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, but it's just a squiz that's using him like a, like a puppet and just pretending that he's alive. And it is hilarious. So like I paid, I think like 25 bucks for this game and it is totally worth every penny. I loved it. If you are interested at all into classic top down style, like legend of Zelda, but something like a, like a, I don't want to call it like a, um, like a, like a from software game. Cause it's not super difficult. Like I died quite a bit, but it was very forgiving in terms of starting you at the last place. You don't lose any progress. There's a lot of shortcuts, but if you like that God of war style hit and dodge combat with the legend of Zelda style, top down overview map exploration, this is definitely a game for you. Um, and it's on game pass currently too. And it's on game pass. So yeah, if you have game pass, this is definitely one to check out on. Um, I'm going to go on like start a new rating. I'm going to call this a pixel play. If you are interested in all this, Go ahead and play it. We're just making it up as we go now. Right. Totally making this up as we go. But yeah, if I was getting a classic score, I'd give this like, I don't know. I'd give this a 10. Like there's really nothing wrong with this game. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, people got to remember too, like we don't call 10, like the perfect game. We mean like as, as it stands, like it does exactly what it sets up to do and does it extremely well. Like it's, not, I have, it's no not like it's better game. than super Mario world. It's just, it's, it's really, it is good. a perfect iteration of what this game could be. Right. That's kind of it. It's not saying that it is better than the last of us. Cause they do two different things, but this game succeeds in everything it tries to do. And, 10 out of 10 perfect game I, I find that when i say something to 10 out of 10 it means like look if there's anything i can nitpick about this game it is so like not worthy of saying that it just it, it doesn't bear repeating like, i mean my, i think good. my only my only gripe was that there was no map that was the only gripe but i mean it's one of those things like you talked about with gta like the map was small enough that for the most part i got lost once or twice but i generally knew where everything was like i knew where i was going and how to get to the next part the one area, there's one area that is a little confusing, but wasn't a deterrent. I absolutely love it. Yeah, that. but if it's a link to the past kind of game, there's always an area that's kind of confusing. That's just like, that's that's how it is. It's just... Yeah. So, no, absolutely recommend go out and give it a shot. I'm going to, if you were on the fence, go do it. This game is amazing. I absolutely love it. And I shouted at the devs and they gave me a like. So, thanks, guys. Uh, Adam, let's wrap up as always with trophy stumpers. Okay. Uh, so we'll see how this one goes. Um, I, this one's either going to be really easy or it's going to be really hard for you. 
So, so what you're saying is it's either going to be really, really, really simple, and I'm going to be like, really, you gave me this one? Or it's going to be like, well, that's not fair. Yeah, pretty much. So, this, so yeah. as you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to give Adam 10 trophies. He gets a guess at 3, 6, 9, and then 1 at 10. If he guesses if he guesses it, great. If not, then he loses. He's on a pretty good, got a pretty good ratio going right now. Don't so jinx, mate. Let's see how this goes. Let's see how this goes. Uh, we'll go with first one. Blessed by the gods. Okay. Okay. Three-headed boy. All right, well, I'm already kind of pretty much on, on a thing here, but okay. And friends in high places. Okay. Do you got a guess or you want to pass? So if it's a guess, does that mean I lose or is it a no, guess? No, you get three guesses. You're at a checkpoint now. You can guess. Okay, my first guess right off the bat would be God of War. Nope. Okay. Uh... Next three are Haste of Hermes. Oh, jeez, that would have still kept me on the God of War tree. <laughs> complete set. Okay. And divided by death. Okay. So where are you at? What are you thinking? I'm giving you some hints. See, the problem is I'm still on God of War. I don't, I don't really know what to do with it. Um... Well, the only other thing I can think with Hermes could possibly be Assassin's Creed Odyssey, so I'll, I'll go with that. Nope. All right. Last, we'll do three more. Uh, did I say complete set already? Yes. Okay. Uh, River Denizens. Okay. War God's Bloodlust. Okay. And to Sharon's credit. Sharon, where or Charon or or Karen? Charon, Sharon, yeah. However you want to say it. Where have I seen that? Oh boy. I think I get one more trophy, don't I? I'm gonna give you one more trophy, and then you get you get a guess. Now you get one more trophy. Well, I got I got no guess at this point. So you're just gonna give me the tenth trophy. Last one. Uh, Is there no escape? Oh God! You are on the right track, sir. Uh, Am I now? (sighs) Well, you said I'm on the right track. God of War, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So it's. I guess Greek gods are kind of in the in the realm, right? Well, I guess you're not yeah. going to tell me whether or not I am on the right track. Last, once again, the last clue is, is, is there no escape? So once again, I'll go through all the trophies. Three-headed boy, haste of Hermes, complete set, blessed by the gods, friends in high places, river denizens, war gods bloodlust, to Sharon's credit, divided by death, and is there no escape? Okay. I feel like because it's you set okay okay I have I have an interesting guess for two for two reasons one it's because I know it's something you've played and and because you said it might be something I get or it's gonna be really hard because I can't figure out what it is because I probably haven't played it so in that because of the Greek naming as well the only guess I can possibly have that if I narrow it down that could make any sense would be Hades. You're playing the meta, sir, and you've got it. It is Hades. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <Yeah>. That <laughs> one was you worrying that me. One. Playing if you hadn't mentioned the you might not get this, I'm like, okay, so there's a pretty good chance I haven't played it. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what the hell have I not played that has like any sort of Greek referencing? Yeah, I figured I like I wanted to get your headspace like, yeah, the 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 Greek aspect. I thought that was a huge one. The other ones that I thought would kind of 
be the ones that get you would be divided by death. So like a lot of death in this game. And then the second one would be the, is there no escape? So the idea that you are trying to escape from somewhere. So yeah, I figured Greek and escape would kind of have led you to Hades. So well done, sir. You pulled that one out of your ass. Look, 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 sometimes, you know, you gotta be lucky to be good, but sometimes you gotta be good to be lucky. You know, it's like Texas. You're not playing, you're not playing the cards. You're playing the player, right? No, I just lose. Yeah. <laughs> In cards. Well, no, I just lose. The analogy works. Don't don't think about it too hard. I certainly <laughs> did not. So there's a reason I've never stepped foot in, since we mentioned the Vegas thing in GTA earlier. There's a reason I've never been in a casino because I know what's going to happen when I walk in there and it's not win. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyways, Adam, let's wrap it up there on what has been a trying episode. We uh, like I said, we recorded about a quarter of the episode and then it crashed out. But hey, if you appreciate our commitment to getting you a podcast every week, why don't you leave us a review? Why don't you leave uh, subscribe and like wherever you are getting this podcast? It would really help us out. Uh, we are still working on our way to getting to a hundred subscribers and listeners, both through YouTube and through uh, our, our podcast. So yeah, if you guys can promote us, let's shut us out. You know, we're happy to share that out and let people know on the podcast that you're helping us. So yeah, feel free to do so. And if this is your first time listening to us, thank you so much. We really appreciate you being here. And if you're one of our regulars, we definitely appreciate you guys. You know, we do this for you guys and we appreciate you guys coming out every week to support us. If you want to get involved and be part of the show, you can tweet at us at pixelplaycast at Twitter or on Instagram, pixelplaycast. If you want to email us questions, you can always do so at pixelplaypodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube by searching for pixelplaypodcast. That's been our show, and we thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week. Bye for now.